just want to be famous. So nearly, tell everyone what this podcast is about. Well, Kasim, it's all the stuff we absolutely love and loathe about the hospitality and digital industry. It's topical, fun, and of course, controversial, and it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. Oh, and we'll also be sharing some real business knowledge bombs too. What a load of bollards. Hi, and welcome to another episode of What a Load of Bollards. I am Kasim Majid, the Chief Exec of WOW Group of Companies, and I have with me my co-host, Neely Khan. Neely, how are you? I'm great, Kasim. How are you? I am really good, and I'm super excited about this particular podcast, because in our jingle, we talk about the stuff that we love and loathe about the hospitality and digital industry. And today, we're going to be talking about a brand that everyone loves in fact nearly i have not had any negative feedback from family and friends about this particular brand i'm not surprised it's world renowned it is the most powerful brand in the world it is the most powerful officially yeah it is the most powerful brand mm. in the world and i've never met anyone that said they've had a rubbish experience from this brand and they make a massive claim as well nearly what's the claim that they make so this will probably give it away. They are the happiest place on earth. On earth. They claim to provide us with the happiest place on earth. So quite an amazing statement, it right? Is. Just saying it makes me happy. And the brand <laughs> and the brand is, as we all know, is Disney. Of course. Best so brand in the world. Today what we're going to talk about, um Neely's been to Disney. Unfortunately I haven't. I know, you haven't lived. I've experienced Disney on yeah. the television mm-hmm. and that's it. Which is still great. So you, you know you've watched a lot of the films. Yeah. So you grow with you grow with Disney, right? Yeah. Um, but you've experienced it firsthand uh, many times, actually. Many many times. Because I keep going back, which is actually one of our first points, isn't it? You keep going back, yeah. yeah. But one of the things, so the top five things that we're going to discuss today, um, nearly is directly from your experience. Directly from yeah, my experiences at Disney World and Disneyland, yeah. and how businesses yeah. can learn from that mm. and implement some of the Disney magic into their business yeah magic yeah because they're all actually that's great that's another one of their taglines like, I can't remember what it is exactly a place where the magic never ends yeah brilliant so shall we get with our, with our list so I think the first thing we said was that the best thing one of my favourite things about Disney is that I keep wanting to go back even though it costs an arm and a leg because it is really expensive but what Disney does is that it provides you with this wonderful sense of escapism so, Kasim, every time I've been, I've genuinely felt like I've left all of my troubles and my worries behind. The most recent time I went was just a couple of years ago, and I just started out in business, so naturally, you know, I was quite stressed out. I had a lot of work on. But the moment I got off the plane at Paris, not even into the park, but the moment I got off the plane at Paris and we got to the little Disney village area, I felt like I was in a completely different world. Wow. Yeah. So it starts as soon as you get off the plane? Absolutely. You feel like you've just been transported into like a different universe altogether. And the magic, I know it sounds like really corny, but the magic is literally surrounding you. It's, it's literally like your childhood just coming to life. Wow. That's quite something, isn't it? It is. So talk me through the next stage. What happens next? So when I, I'll talk about my most recent experience with my daughter, Sophia. So we, the first time we went to the park, so obviously we'd gotten, yeah. we'd gotten into the hotel and stuff. And the evening we went to the Disney World, the Disneyland main park, we walked towards 
the barriers and the ticket gates and it's not like any other standard sort of theme park so for example when you go to any other theme park you know you just have your barriers your ticket gates you give them the tickets you walk in and you sit on a ride with Disney it's completely different so the first thing we saw was the castle which obviously got my daughter really excited and then we were greeted by a, a lovely lady who was like really happy and really jolly and she had like a really cute hat on with like Minnie Mouse ears on top and she saw my daughter and the first thing she said was oh hello princess you're gonna go and meet all of the other Disney princesses and my daughter absolutely loves Disney princesses so she was obviously completely high on life when this happened and then what she did was she put on a set of Minnie Mouse ears and a tiara on her head. Oh, wow. Yeah, without me saying anything, without us even having to ask. Sophia was absolutely elated. And the, the funny thing is, is that really what, I, what she did was that she made me pay before even getting into the park. So I ended up paying about 60 euros for the tiara and the Minnie Mouse ears before we'd even entered the park. But I didn't feel like I was being aggressively upsold to. Okay. What really stood out for me was the way she made Sophia and, and me feel. So the the this particular lady, yeah. um, she quickly noticed that you were a mother mm-hmm. and a child, mm-hmm. and really latched onto that. She's like target. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she didn't think of it that way, but she it was a wonderful. Approach. But something really important that you said, you didn't mm-hmm. feel as though you got fleeced. No, nope, even though I. Might have done, but I didn't feel that way. Yeah, all. it probably cost a euro to make those two things, but yeah, it yeah. depends on where you, where you look at it. So, it's, yeah. so, But it's the way they made you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Before we even entered the park. So mm. it started from the, the very beginning. And that's what I remember. I don't remember the money that we spent. I just remember the way we felt throughout that entire experience, which is great. I mean, there's so much we can learn from that, isn't there? Well, it is, yeah, because, you know, one of the things that we always talk about is, Mm -hmm. and and one of the things that you're always constantly working on, is it's important how, the most important thing is how you make your customers feel. So if you're in retail, you're in leisure, you're in digital, it's how you make that customer feel. And right from the get-go, they made you feel, at Disney, like you were amazing. They made made your daughter feel like a Amazing. princess. A princess. Yeah, they made her feel like a princess. Um, and one of the things that um, we always talk about is the moment someone walks in through the door in your office, the moment someone picks up the phone, mm-hmm. is how you make them feel. From the very beginning. From the very get-go. Actually, yeah, and we've implemented something really similar as well, haven't we, actually? We have. Yeah. We have. We had this discussion quite for quite some time about how we pick up the phone in the office. Mm-hmm. Um and traditionally, everyone, you know, the, the typical way of people picking up the phone would be um, uh, good afternoon mm-hmm. or good morning, um, welcome to company name X. Yeah, in, our, in our case, it would be um, uh, good morning, welcome to WOW, mm-hmm. how can I help you? Um, we've kind of changed that now, um, and what we've implemented, and at, be- at the beginning, everyone thought it was too long, but actually, it's only six seconds the, the new greeting the new greeting yeah so yeah. the new greeting is thank you for calling wow we really appreciate your call how can we help you today how great is that I love or we, actually yeah. we put the name in we put the name yeah. in of the person yeah. so um thank you for calling wow we really appreciate your call my name is Cassim. how can i help you today yeah and that's, I bet that's made, has, I'm sure it has actually made a difference. I know it has actually, because when I've used that greeting, you can kind of hear the person, the other person on the phone smiling. Yeah. Because they feel so like, 
welcomed and yeah, appreciated. I, yeah, I, you know, and it's, it's a very small thing, yeah. but it makes a huge difference. And um, I, I mean, I kind of go to town a little bit, so I give some, give it far more emphasis you do. Yeah, and say it works. thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, for calling today. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate your call. My name's Kasim, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to helping you today. You know? you know, some people might, you know, say it's corny, and I know I thought it was quite long too, but actually it works. I mean, you know, like we've just said, Disney does it, and it works. Make people feel welcome and appreciated. So from the get-go, if you're in, you know, you're in retail, mm. whatever it is that you do from the moment they walk into your shop is, you know, smile. Yeah. Greet them, you know, give them mm-hmm. something. Um, to make them feel very, very welcome. Smile. Best piece of advice I've had is actually smile more. Well, you know, well yeah, I think I think my dad gave me the best piece of advice. He gave me, well, it was two bits. Mm-hmm. Well, he gave me loads of bits of advice, but <laughs> yes. the best one was um, smile, and the world smiles back at you. Yeah. And if you shake someone's hand, mm-hmm. a hand will always come back. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. I've not had that one before. So yeah, so smile, and the world smiles back, right? Yeah. You know, we, yeah. should, we, we don't smile enough, mm-hmm. I think. No, we don't. Not particularly in this country, we don't smile enough. No, we don't. And actually it makes you feel better within yourself as well, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. actually make that effort to smile. Smile and the smile. Everyone. Yeah, I love that. Everyone's smiling at Disney. Everyone's, Everyone's smiling at because Disney. They're, because they, they're creating that whole thing yeah. that we talked about earlier, escapism. Escapism. And it makes you want to go back over and over again. They've got that real sort of lifetime, lifetime value there. And the best thing about them is... Kasim, if we move on to our second point, is mm. that the best thing about, another great thing about Disney is that when you go into Disney World or Disneyland or whichever park it is you're going into, they're not selling a park with lots of roller coasters and rides. That's not what they're selling. They're selling being the happiest place on earth. So right. that's their tagline, as we know. But they absolutely honour that to a T with absolutely everything they do. Right. So the moment you go into the park, you'll find that everything's got a story behind it. Okay. Because it could very easily just be another park with lots of different rides and roller coasters. But actually, every single feature has some kind of backstory okay. and makes you feel connected with it. Right. And a lot of the time you feel quite nostalgic because we associate Disney with, with our childhood. Many of us have grown up with it, mm. haven't we? We certainly have, and Disney's one of those classic brands mm-hmm. that gets you from a very, very young age. Yeah. Okay, they, they, they appeal to, to children, but look at the other amazing brands in the world, mm-hmm. like from, from a very young age, McDonald's. It's a great example. Um, great brand. Great brand, yeah. great brand and know exactly what they're doing yeah. in terms of implanting their brand in your mind. Yeah. Uh, Nike's the same, Coca-Cola mm-hmm. is yeah. the same, and yeah. we talk about it saying renting the space in someone's mind a brand from a very young age rents the space in someone's mind and I suppose Disney is a fantastic example of renting the space in someone's mind from yeah. a very young age and then as you get older I mean as I've got older yeah. you know kind of I probably watch Disney films but not the classic Disney films because not the animations not the, yeah. you know the things that I would associate Disney with yeah um but I suppose when, when a lot of my friends that go to Disney, mm-hmm. it brings out the child in them. Oh, it does. It totally does. So I think it was at Disney World in Orlando where we visited like some kind of like um, a ride. It was like a basic flat ride. So it was mm. quite underwhelming. Not the most exciting ride. But it was themed. So it was themed and it had the story of Ratatouille. And okay. the main character, Remy, in the, yeah. in, in the film. It was themed around that. So actually, when I saw it, I was, what, 15 or 16 at the time. I got really excited. I felt like a seven-year-old girl again. And one thing I love about Disney is that all of their stories have a real positive 
message. Um, and after you've experienced a Disney holiday, I know this sounds a little bit over the top, but I always feel like I can take over the world after I've been on a Disney holiday. I'll, I'm always sitting on the plane back home thinking... I can, I can literally do anything I want because that's what Disney talks about. All of their stories, all of their main characters is all about following your dreams and doing what you want and I'm all for that stuff. I, I love that. I and, love that. And like I said, I've never, ever come across anyone that's been to Disney or my family and friends and said they've had a crap experience. Never. No, I'd be very, I'm sure there's very some people surprised. out there. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people out there, and if there is, please make some comments oh, and let us know. But I suspect if someone does have a bad experience, they're quite quick to rectify it as well. Yeah. I because mean, their tra- staff are, tra- are trained mm-hmm. so well, and their sta- staff are happy as well. They are. That's are they genuinely happy, or is it kind of overbearingly happy? They seem like they are. It seems like the best place to work, you know, after a wow group and nearly there. But, you know, (laughs) it seems like everybody's genuinely there because they want to be there. And, you know, the little things, like the park is super-duper clean. Mm -hmm. You'll never find any litter on the floor or anything like that. Every single person you meet, whether it's, um, you know, the... The, the baristas or the people collecting the litter off the floor, they all you can see that they've all been trained against the best standards. So even the staff have bought into the story of Disney. Yeah, yeah. They've even bought into the... They're all the, part of the story. They're they? all part of yeah. the story and they, they emanate that story to the customers and, mm-hmm. and everyone else around them. So, mm-hmm. so it's important, one more probably point there is that, that you know, they probably really look after their staff. Yeah. And therefore they're happy and one of the things that you know, people always say is if you look after your staff, you look after your business yeah which is a point that we'll cover a little bit later yeah yeah absolutely and i think as well as looking after their staff the biggest uh you know what is at the center of everything that disney do so moving on to our third point yeah if that's okay disney make everything about their guests everything so whether it's in the actual the actual park itself mm-hmm. or whether it's through their marketing so if you look at their like their content marketing for example the words they use in their blogs in their vlogs, everything is about making their guests feel good. Yeah. Nothing is sort of, this is us and this is what we do and look at this wonderful new roller coaster we've created. It's all about this is how we make you feel. Yeah. And I know, like, Kasim, you'll really be able to sort of identify with this too because of the digital marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. Because this is something that we teach a lot, don't we? Yeah. It's how you make people feel. Yeah. And But what Disney do, which is really, really clever... Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do it. And a lot of people use this when they say they do it, mm-hmm. is they listen. But what they listen to is they listen to the customer feedback. And they listen to the words generally what the customers will use for that particular, for their particular experience at Disney. Oh, I see. Yeah. And what they do is mm-hmm. they use those words into the stories and the content marketing that they do. So they resonate. So it resonates. So if I'm using, oh, it's really exciting and I loved it and, you know, it was, you know, it was like um, a fairy tale story mm. and, you know, mm. it, it brought everything to life. In their cont- and lots of people say that across their research mm-hmm. because they've listened mm-hmm. and they think, well, these are the words that people keep using about our brand. Yeah. They'll use those words in the stories of their content, online content marketing. That's a really good piece rather of advice. Rather than yeah. saying... Yeah. Oh, this is how we want people to feel. They yeah. use the words that 
from experience. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. It just goes to show how important it is to get to know your users, your guests, your customers. So if you, so the whole thing about, yeah, you've got to listen to your customers. Yeah. Listening to them is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the best listeners use the words that you are using back to you because those are the words that mean something to you. Yeah, that's a great, great tactic. You so know, in you your content so writing though, that yeah. you do, mm-hmm. in online marketing... Um, in content marketing, you know, SEO and that kind of stuff, your website, mm-hmm. use the words mm-hmm. that your customers are using. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't, you know, maybe don't use the language that you're comfortable with. You know, we talk about this a lot in content writing, don't yeah. we? you know, tonality and language. It's so important. Actually, if you look at Disney's uh, brand guidelines, you know, they have specific, very, very specific rules. I guess they have to because it's such a big brand. So they have to use words like magic and, you know, escape. They have to use those kind of words in their, you know, their social media and their digital marketing and stuff. And I think that really works. It just goes to show how much back work they put into it. A lot of research, yeah. yeah. No, lots and lots but of small research. businesses can learn from it because it's quite an easy yeah. thing to do. It's something we can implement, absolutely. If, you, if yeah. you're a small business and you want, you want to re- really resonate with your clients and your customers or your yeah. prospects, listen to them. But what I mean by listen to them is listen to the words that they use to describe your industry, mm-hmm. the good things about your industry, and use those words back. To yeah. Them. I think another really important point to mention whilst we're discussing this is that what Disney is also very good at doing, because like I was saying, I visited Disney as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, a parent, and I've connected with it on a different level each time, because what Disney understands is that they have different audiences. Mm-hmm. So you know how we were just talking about use the language that your clients or your audience relates to, but also understand that you might need to have like different campaigns for each audience. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think understanding every sort of different demographic that you're trying to appeal to, because I think Disney does that. They do that absolutely perfectly. And that's how they make sure that they're looking after their guests. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I felt good when I went there as a six-year-old, and I felt you know, just as good when I went there when I was much older. Which is so, difficult to do. And, and, and you probably think, well, how does that translate to the online world? How do you look after your guests in the online world? They're coming mm-hmm. to a website. Mm-hmm. We're selling e-commerce. How do you look after them? Mm-hmm. Well, it's exactly what we said. You, you take the offline mm-hmm. into the online world. So yeah. you use the words. What's going to make it easy for my client? What's going to make it con- convenient? You know, if, if it's, a, if it's a, a product that you're selling, I want to know every step of the way. Amazon do it brilliantly. They do ASOS do it brilliantly. ASOS yeah. is one of the brands you're that I love. You're a fan of ASOS, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't buy a lot from it, but yeah, every time I've used it, yeah. it's, the experience is just beautiful. Mm. You know, you buy your product. The moment you buy it, it, they tell you exactly where the product is in the distribution cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, right to the point where they'll tell you the driver's name, who's, really? who's going to be yeah. delivering it, and what his name is, mm-hmm. and what 15-minute time slot they will be with you mm-hmm. at your place. Oh, I mean, that's brilliant, brilliant right? That is. Actually, Uber's another good example of that too, then, because they really personalise everything. Exactly, they do. Yeah. Everything. That, so, yeah. So, the, so that whole step-by-step process that you take... Mm-hmm is so important. Yeah. And if you're a retailer, you know, you might, might be a retailer that you've got a shop, is what happens when someone walks through that door? If you're an office-based business, B2B, and people, what happens when people walk into your office? Yeah, yeah. Are they greeted by a smile? Are they greeted by some fruit? Are they greeted by some 
drinks. Yeah. What is it that they do? Yeah. So be known for it and have that sort of consistency. And not yeah. not when not just when they come into your office, mm-hmm. but when you go to their office. Yes. What do you do? Yeah. For you to be to create that little bit of difference, that mm-hmm. icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's again. That's a really. That's a really good point. One of the things yeah. that I've started doing now, and I've told the guys, is people take chocolates or whatever to to a you know to to a client or an existing yeah. client or yeah. a new client. One of the things that I'm doing now, I'm taking samosas. I the other day in the yep. office. So is, is that like a thing now? Samosas. That's going to be a thing. Take samosas. That's a great thing. So we say to them, yeah. make the tea and we'll bring the samosas. So you'll be eventually, over time, the more you do that, you'll be known. Samosa man. the team as well. Yes, Mr. Samosa. <laughs> <laughs> but again, coming back to yeah. looking after your guests. Yeah. yeah so important. But so, do it so consistently. Important. Do it consistently. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And also I think what ties in quite nicely with what we've mentioned about how Disney have been, you know, consistently providing like a great service and actually keeping up with the times if that makes sense so keeping up with you know innovating that's Mm, a good word for it innovating which is our next point actually disney have done a fantastic job of just mixing it up and just keeping up with whether it's trends or just you know digital trends or whatever so i think i think kasim you did a little bit of reading this morning and you did a bit of research about their fast Pass or fast track? Yeah, fa- fast pass, which is one of the things that we talk about now. Let's get into the fast pass lane. Yeah. Well, obviously, they thought there's lots and lots. Mm-hmm. As they got became more successful, inherently, that creates good problems that you have to solve. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that people don't like is queuing. Yeah, so they identified the problem. They so they revolutionised mm-hmm. queuing yeah. and how you get um, customers um, into let's, what they introduced was a fast pass. See, I didn't know up until this morning that they were the first to do it because we've I, all heard of fast passes at theme parks. Yeah, they were yeah. they were the first people. How do we resolve yeah. this problem mm-hmm. where people are queuing and queuing and queuing for hours and hours and hours and it, because the queues are so big, because they've got so many people there, people could be queuing two or three hours and that means you're only going to go on two rides or three rides a yeah. day. So people weren't so yeah. getting the value. So one of the things that they introduced mm-hmm. was the fast pass, which was, okay... If you pay a bit extra, they thought they thought this is a great way to generate more revenue. Yeah. So they so they created a fast pass, and you know they um, you could buy one for an extra bit twenty dollars or thirty dollars or whatever it was, which generated millions of pounds of the revenue. But also providing the solution, so it's a win-win. Yeah. However, mm. as they became more successful, mm-hmm. the fast the, what they found was that people were queuing in the fast. Pass lanes as well. So they were getting really busy too. So, so they were getting really busy. Well. So yeah. obviously, the the problem has not been solved completely. It's kind of created another problem. Mm-hmm. So now what you can do is you can actually book the time. You can get a fast pass plus mm-hmm. or fast pass extra, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. And you can book your time slot of when you want to go on the ride. Which is in advance. an ideal solution. So you can plan your entire trip, sort of. Well, most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do it from an app. Well, they, you know. So that's so good. So you, you get to the hotel. Yeah. You know, you've tired off a flight. You know, yeah. it might be you're in Orlando because you've flown from the UK. Or even beforehand. Yeah. You've got your pass. You can book all your rides mm-hmm. on the app. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's all planned. That is, it's so convenient. That is wicked. Because one of the most annoying things, I think, for many people when they're visiting theme parks, not even just Disney, theme parks in general, are the queues. Yeah, because you want to have value for money. Yeah. So if you go to somewhere like Alton Towers yeah. and you pay, what is it, 60, 80 quid or whatever? It's, yeah, it's about 70 pounds. 70 quid. Yeah. You pay 70 quid mm. and you go on two rides or three rides because oh, of the queues the in peak, in peak um, times. Mm kids holidays yeah but Alton Towers have introduced that too haven't they yeah they've, they've introduced Fast Pass and mm. they've been, Fast Pass has been around for quite yeah. a number of years it was introduced probably around about 1999 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but obviously as it's got more and more successful like Disney yeah it's created another problem so they're having to deal with that so now it's all technology driven and this comes back to the the thing that um one of my very dear friends talks about Doug Wright, about, and he's a big McDonald's franchisee. Yeah. He talks about personalization and customization. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have caught on to that and they started to use it, haven't they? Personalization and customization. He was the, he was it's the, great, though. It's yeah, great. it is. Yeah. So, personalization, yeah. customization. Yeah. I want to go on the ride when I want, when I like, and book it in the comfort of my hotel room or, or even on the flight. Yeah, hashtag design your own life. Yeah, that, that's, that's really so that's so convenient. Yeah, it is. Now you know. Yeah. Now I know. I'm going to get value for money. I'm going to be able to go on ten rides during the yeah, day with the kids. You're in control. But do you know what? You know, you know something else that Disney are doing actually, and I'm sure many other theme parks are too, like Alton Towers, for example, because they've identified the fact that these queues can sometimes be really long, and that takes away from the excitement of the day sometimes, especially when you have young children with you. They've actually made the queues really interactive. Hmm. So, for example, when you go to Disneyland uh, Paris, they have this in Orlando too. When you go onto the uh, the Toy Story ride, so the Toy Story ride is great. You basically sit in like a car, and it's like a shooting thing, and you have four D glasses on. The queue itself is probably up to about forty minutes. Okay. But um, within those forty minutes, you know, you get to meet like Buzz Lightyear, and you know, you have all these activities. And by the time you've kind of finished all of those you get to the ride and it's your turn. So that's another really creative way of, again, identifying a problem and coming up with a really fun, creative solution. So to summarise, Neely. Yeah. Please, do so. So to summarise our favourite things about Disney and how we can implement them too within our own businesses. Exactly. So our first point was uh, Disney provides escapism and lifetime value and it's all centred around how they make their guests and visitors feel yeah so the moment you walk in mm-hmm. big smile yeah. for a small business or even a large business big smile greeting look at the way you pick up the phone yeah. look at the way you open the door mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff look at those little things that can make a massive difference definitely something we can learn from and our second point was uh, the storytelling element of Disney's marketing the fact that everything's you know themed and you know every feature's got a story behind it and the fact that Disney is selling, I think you mentioned this earlier, Kasim, selling their story or selling their solution, selling an experience as opposed to just another park with lots of rides. People don't buy your product. People don't buy a carpet. People don't buy a bed. They buy a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. They buy... This is what my what my living room to look like. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they're, they're not buying just a carpet. They're buying an experience. They're buying, I want it to look lovely for my guests. That's what they're buying. Yeah. It's, it's like what we do. We don't actually sell a writing service, do we? We're not, that's not what we're That's not what you do, no. Yeah, exactly. That's not what we particularly do. We, we push the, uh, we promote the solution. Exactly. To make the client feel at the end of it. Or your client's client, in your case. Yeah, client's client. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So there, summarise, um, 
Point two, that point was. Two, yeah, yeah. Moving on to point three, it's all about the guest. So it's all about your customer. It's all about your client. Uh, this is particularly important when it comes to your marketing, mm. I think. Um, you know, it's great to talk about yourself and your story, but, you know, I would always keep, I think we would both agree on this, that keep your users, your guests, your audience at the very heart of everything you're talking about. And listen to them. People, I think this yeah. overuse this is. Yeah. But people say you need to listen mm-hmm. to your customers or your guests mm-hmm. Because it's a little bit like saying, "Oh, we provide a really good service." Yeah. What you what you should be mean, what should be inherent in listening is listen to the words that they are using to describe your service. Yeah. And if it's a good experience that they're having, mm-hmm. listen to them. Obviously, if it's a bad thing that you're doing because mm-hmm. that's important as well because that helps you change. But if it's a good thing that you're doing and it's a consistent thing that people keep using this particular word or these particular phrases about your business use those words and phrases in your content yeah whether it's your website yeah whether it's your case studies mm-hmm. whether it's your blogs mm-hmm. use those words yeah. back to the people because those are the words that are going to resonate with them i love that that's definitely my favorite nugget of the day you know yeah yeah definitely yeah cool and our final point was being innovative and mixing it up and really sort of identifying solution problem sorry and thinking up thinking of creative solutions just like disney's done with the the fast pass yep. and the interactive queuing and again that's something we can implement in our own businesses too yeah so if you're if you're you know you might be a trainer or you might you might hold, you might do something with a group of people mm-hmm. on a regular basis and you you you, you charge them a hundred quid a month yeah. Well, gonna, it might be that twenty percent of those people yeah. want to have a one-to-one with you, and therefore you can charge five hundred pound for that one-off session. Yeah, with you know, and you give them something that's exclusive to that particular um, group. Mm-hmm. It might be a cohort of ten that you have, and three people want some one-to-one sessions. So you all look at ways of monetizing um, and providing more value um, to that particular. Customer. Yeah, excellent. It's a win-win. Apple, Apple do it really well. Yeah, Apple yeah, do, do it really actually. well. Another great brand. So that you'll buy a phone from them, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you'll buy, you'll have iTunes, mm. you'll have um, iPod, mm-hmm. you'll have, you'll start buying music from it, and you'll have iCloud. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you as a customer, the actual hardware becomes irrelevant. Yeah. I can't leave Apple now. No, you again. The lifetime I'm all value thing. In. Yeah, it's it's the lifetime value thing. I, I am think you'll all change. in with Same. Apple. Absolutely, and they do. I'm it frightened so well. to leave. Yeah, because you feel like your life's going to change completely. I, isn't I'm it? frightened yeah. to leave. Brilliant. So, if you're a business that offers um, various products and services, look at what products and services your existing customer is already buying from you, and then find out from them. Listen to them what their problems are and how the, how your existing products and services can fit into what the client requires. Because the more products and services they have on you, mm-hmm. the more they're going to stick with you. Yeah, yeah, excellent advice. We're going so through that exercise at the yeah. moment. Oh, wow. We're going through that yeah. exercise at the moment. We're going through every customer, mm-hmm. finding out what they've had from us, when mm-hmm. they had it from us. If it's one product, mm-hmm. how can we go back and, and monetize other products from them? Mm-hmm. If it's right for them, mm-hmm. we're not going to try and sell them something that they don't need. Yeah. But they, if they have um, a website from us, when was it built? Can they get another one from, from us? Um, can we give them hosting? Yeah. Can we give them some support? Mm-hmm. Can we give them some aftercare for security? So all of a sudden, you know, if, we're, if, if a client is spending, let's say, on average £5,000 mm-hmm. a year, a small mm-hmm. client... 
um, can we get them to six thousand pounds? Yeah, if, no, that's an for stuff way of that they need. Actually, what I found is that that's really good because it's actually always a lot easier to to go back to existing clients than than to go and look for new clients. It always is. Yeah. It always is. So I think that that's brilliant advice. But it's got to be done ethically. Always got to be done. Yeah, if it's not definitely. right for the client, then obviously we yeah. wouldn't sell it. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think you're um, you're going to book a holiday to Disney now? After this? I am going to book a holiday to <laughs> Disneyland. And before we finish, nearly. Can you tell me what your favourite Disney movie is? My favourite Disney film is easy, by far, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, and again, it's because I have a very sort of, you know, it just reminds me of my childhood. It's a film I used to watch, like, pretty much every day, between the ages of five and eight. Love it. It's a little bit like our like our podcast, isn't it? Well, Beauty yeah, and the Beast. Me being Beauty, yeah. Yep, me being the Beast, yeah, sure. <laughs> you can ask me who my, my favourite what, what, What's your favourite I, I only Disney asked film? you that because I wanted you to ask me. Sorry. Cassim, what is your favourite Disney film? My favourite Disney film, nearly, is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. That's their first one. I love it. Like it. 1930 or something? I love it. Hi-ho! That's, 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 that's actually really good. <laughs> Can you name... My, my favourite dwarf is the one that reminds me of me. Grumpy? No. Okay. Dopey. Not grumpy, really? Are you sure? Are you sure? Dopey. Is it Dopey? Dopey. Yeah, Dopey. Dopey reminds you of you. Yeah. Okay. Can you name them all? Shall we try together? Okay. Go on. So we've got. We know, we know Dopey. We've just mentioned two. Dopey. And we know Grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah. Bashful. Yeah. I always forget that one. Um, sneezy. There's a sneezy. There's a happy. I said sneezy, sneezy not sleazy. <laughs> sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> sneezy. Happy. Happy. How many is that? That's five. Doc. Oh, How do we? Is it Doc? Yeah, Doc. Doc's the smart one. He's my favourite one, actually. And? Um, sneezy, happy, grumpy. I've forgotten. Grumpy, happy, sneezy, bashful, Doc. Sleepy. Sleepy. Sleepy's the one we've forgotten. Yeah, Sleepy, I think yeah. that's all of them. Because we didn't mention Sleepy at the beginning. Yeah. And, on, and on that bombshell... Go us, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everyone. Hopefully you've learned some nuggets from this particular podcast um what a load of bollards will reconvene on our next one we shall um until then um thank you so much for listening nearly say goodbye bye thank you for listening bye bye and remember we just want to be famous what a load of bollards